This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network. All right, we're here again. Episode number 22 of what's the name of our show, Bex? I can relate to that. <laughs> I can relate to that. We are practicing social distancing tonight. We got backs lined into uh, my uh, soundboard here. So if the the, uh, audio quality is not what you're too used to, I do apologize. But uh, we're just uh, making the best of it right now. And uh, backs, what is going on? How you doing? Oh, man, you know, I'm just working, bro. Man, I was trying to get in there today, but a lot of things going on. I do got to... Oh, man, I got another podcast, you know, that a friend asked me to join with him. I guess they just love my conversation so much. Awesome. Everybody trying to get a little, a little, a little piece in me, man. So I got another podcast called Passage Home, man, that I'm, that I'm working on too. Passage Home Podcast. So what is the uh, synopsis or what, what is it? What's it about? What genre is it? So basically it's, it's really about, um, you know, like, uh, it's based on like African Americans, um, black people in America, and basically, um, going back to their origins, you know, going back to their where they originate from, you know, if you, everybody knows the history of black people and um, how a lot of us got here, and it was, you know, uh, unfortunate act of, you know, uh, human slavery and human trafficking that got us over here, and um, you know, we're just talking about like going back home to our roots and, and connecting with our roots and 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 wondering what it'd be like if we did that. So I feel like it's an interesting subject, man. You know, some things we need to talk about, you know, just to, uh, you know, strengthen our culture, strengthen our race and uh, undo some of the pain and the the torture that was, you know, done to us. Oh, wow. That was great. Great. So uh, what platforms that we're uh, your shows on? Oh, man, we on uh, Podbean, uh, trying to get on Apple, YouTube, um, Oh, oh, you're, man, we on a yeah, lot of them, you're on, yeah, you're on, on quite a few. So, I mean, just yeah. to, uh, yeah, Apple gives you a hard time. Ba- oh, God, iHeart I and uh, Apple took a I long heard. time yeah. uh, for us, for our show to get approved on. So uh, as soon as those are released, but yeah, YouTube and Podbean are the two main platforms. Podbean as well. Oh, I'm sorry, Podbean. <laughs> uh, CastBox and yeah, uh, Castbox, TuneIn yeah. Radio you guys are on. So I just want to wish you the best of luck with your show, man. That's uh, definitely uh, something that you guys need to need to talk to uh talk about so yeah. i love conversation man especially that conversation man but i love all conversation so absolutely any aspect of life, it's like it's like i'm an octopus in so many aspects of life i could talk about everything man you know what this is right yeah man that's uh, my man <laughs> charlie brown charlie brown so yeah. okay I know we talked about this on our previous podcast, but we have an update stuff that we can relate to when we were growing up when we were kids. Okay? So, remember I told you uh, Peanuts, uh, the Great Pumpkin, all the uh, the rights had been signed over to Apple to stream those shows? Remember right, we talk, right, right. talked about that? Well, we got an update. Got an update. So, basically, Apple finally caved in they caved in. I can't believe a large company like that finally caved in. And too many people were complaining. And their rights 
for streaming those shows on their platform, PBS got approved to uh, uh, stream the show or show the show on regular broadcast television. It's actually PBS Kids, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. So they're finally caving in. So that's something to look forward to. I'm definitely going to have my uh, kids... um, definitely watch the show i don't know about yours like your kids are a little bit older i don't know are they are they into the into that kind of show yeah my kids watch all that stuff bro okay well you don't need apple tv so you can certainly uh, move on to it but it's just the impression what in the world did it take for apple to change their mind i don't know man money I guess. Did it buy him off? I don't know. It's just mind-boggling why they changed their mind. I mean, we just need more people to complain about the new Apple iPhone 12 not coming with the uh, USB charger. They got that that USB-C, whatever it is, the higher speed one. Did you hear about that? Right. We talked about that a number of weeks ago. So yeah. I think we should all start a petition and have Apple change their mind and change their wire from the, uh, the their USB-C to the typical USB. I think that's a great great idea. You think so? I think so. I think so. You know, Apple, they, they, they control everything, though, man. <laughs> I know. I know. They control everything. But you know what? I, if, I, I Hopefully, they give in. I Hopefully, a lot of people complain and move on. So how about this? How about this when you were a kid? Do you remember this? Mr. Softy. Remember the ice cream truck? Mr. Softy used to drive around town, especially when we were kids, especially in the Northeast area. I know we grew up in New York, and I grew up in Long Island, and you grew up in Syracuse. Did you have yeah, Mr. Softy exactly. up there? Do you remember this? Yeah, I did. Like I did like Mr. Softy. Okay, so Mr. Softy is basically an ice cream truck guy. You know, instead of a typical ice cream tr- truck, it's actually soft serve ice cream. So they're really good stuff. So did you hear about the guy who climbed onto the Mr. Softy truck and then jumped from Mr. Softy truck to a, a New York City bus? You're be kidding me. Yeah, with the flame thrower he used a flamethrower to start shooting big old flames off the top of the new york city bus well the 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 part of the roof got a little bit burnt or uh, caught on fire but you know not enough to like you know uh, scare everybody and like you know and put get to call the fire department so i guess with the flamethrower the 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 flame chemical or whatever the gasoline (laughs) or whatever they use landed on the bus Mm -hmm. and uh this this crazy guy so we have a little video of this guy. There's more to the story. Okay, so somebody posted on Twitter. It says here, it's called New York City Scanner on Twitter, at NY Scanner. It says here, mm-hmm. New York City out of control. Man with a flamethrower stands on top of a bus and fires away at the public. So you see Mr. Softy Truck. This nut guy jumps onto the bus from the ice cream truck to the bus and he starts mm-hmm. throwing shooting off this flamethrower okay I don't know if you saw this actual video it's pretty impressive I didn't see it bro yeah I'm gonna have to send you the link so uh, if you want to go watch it for yourself uh, go to YouTube and uh, and search for uh, New York City flamethrower stands on top of bus you'll, you'll see the video maybe we can even share it to our fi- Facebook page as well 
But yeah, he's on top of the New York City bus, scaring the crap out of everybody and throwing this flame. Well, there's a little more to the story. Okay. It says here, last week, this is actually a little bit longer ago, the la- last week someone climbed on top of the occupied New York City bus and started firing a powerful flamethrower into the air. No one was hurt in the stunt. So apparently it was a stunt, which NBC reports is currently under police investigations. Investigation began after drone footage of the event surfaced online. Now it seemed like a bizarre pyrotechnics are illustrating that the uh, point of robotic surveillance and aggressive social media stunts. Um, Officials say that the flamethrower guy was part of a stage stunt, perhaps for a music video. A, ca- a, a crowd can be seen gathering around and watching, right? A scene for their, uh, fleeing for their lives. I can't even talk tonight. Jeez. Uh, from their, uh, uh, from a gentleman waving a flamethrower in front of them. Spectators were invited in advance. <laughs> so they were invited here to the show or to the uh, stunt. NBC reports a f- uh, uh, free ice cream and T-shirts were being distributed. But the New York City officials say they would never authorize the event. You think if you're going to do something like that, do you think you should pull the proper permits or get city officials questions? I mean, this is New York City, man. It's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in New York City, bro. So it is. <laughs> so city or state, I would say, yeah, go by proper proto- protocol. But New York City, um, there's so much stuff that goes on. Just go down Times Square. You're going to see anything, bro. So as long as nobody got hurt. And the thing about it is I, I, I'm noticing that these flamethrowers are becoming more prevalent. Because I'm seeing these flamethrowers everywhere. Everybody has them. Everybody is uh, carrying the flamethrowers. They're in music videos. I don't know why they're so prevalent. Uh, I don't own a flamethrower, but it says here, this is the person who did it. So the social media videos are connected to the artist. I don't know if you, I never heard of him. It's called Dupree, G-O-D. Dupree God. Dupree God, D-U-P-R-E-E. And then G-O-D, God, is now wanted by the police over the stunt. Flamethrower. Flamethrowers are still technically illegal, you think, in New York, but presumably jumping on a bus and firing one isn't. <laughs> so uh, we wow. don't even need to say how absurd and dangerous the plain stupid this was, as the MTA authority says. You think? <laughs> so, yeah, so there's a guy. Wow. I mean, why? Why? I mean, just go through the proper channels. I'm sure, you know, there's proper ways to... Uh, do something like that. I don't know. It's just mind-boggling why somebody would do something like that. These guys are like literally uh, clout chasing. These people are risking it all just for a little bit of fame, bro. Hopefully, they don't charge them like with a regular firearm. Uh, it's not a firearm is it? I don't know. It's a f- oh, yeah. It's when you think about a firearm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and throwing throwing uh, throwing flames through uh, you know in the air. So fine. Uh, he'll probably do some jail time. Who knows? I mean, yeah, New York, yeah, New York, New York City, crazy, bro. They don't. He should have did that. Did it down here in Florida. We don't care about stuff like that. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of Florida, speaking of Florida, I got t- uh, two stories out of uh, Florida here. Did you hear about the guy that? I guess you know every neighborhood or every area's got one of those junk collectors that come along and like, hey, sir, you got any aluminum cans? Or, or if you're working in a like a warehouse type setting, or you you get that pallet guy that collects old uh, pallets and turns into a cash. Have you seen those? Or have you ever followed one of those pallet guys down the road? 
you know, when you see yeah, the guys, got, yeah, they, they got all of those pallet guys, scrap metal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the, yeah. Every place has got, it got one. Yeah, exactly. So apparently this guy was driving down uh, one of the, the interstates over here in, uh, in the Tampa Bay market, go figure Tampa. The guy was mm-hmm. driving down and he saw, <laughs> get this, a street post lamp, one of those big aluminum street lows, uh, posts, I guess a car crashed into it. And the guy was driving down the interstate and like, oh, great. Let me get this thing. So he was driving in like a 1998 or 1997 Toyota Camry. And mm. he pulls on the side of the road and he straps this maybe like 20 foot long pole on top of his vehicle and tries mm. to tr- take it. He actually strapped it with wire like a conduit mm-hmm. wire that you would find in your house, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, construction wire. He ties it to his roof <laughs> and there's a picture here. Actually, he didn't get too far. The uh, police pulled him over. Okay. I found the, um, uh, the story. It came out of Miami Herald.com. So they did a news mm-hmm. story on this. So it says here, a 71 year old man is facing grand theft charges after state troopers says he strapped a down line pole on the roof of his Toyota Camry and attempted to trade it in at a recycling center for money. (laughs) Douglas Hatley of Lakeland, Florida is now being held uh, last Monday night when the story came out in the Hillsborough County jail for a $2,000 bond. According to the HA, uh, Florida Highway P- uh, Patrol, a witness called the Tampa Bay Regional Communications Center to report there was a man who loaded a light pole on his maroon sedan on the side, uh, the side of westbound lanes of Interstate 4 in Tampa. Uh, the witness to, uh, who was following him from the distance provided a detailed account, uh, detailed account of where the Camry was headed, according to Hatley's police report. The, the guy says, I observed the light pole attached to the roof of the car, which seemed to be a telephone wire. The trooper wrote in the arrest report while speaking to Mr. Hatley, he explained that he did in fact that the down light pole on the side of the interstate was attempting to turn it into for, for scrap metal for money money. So apparently it's a, a felony to uh, <laughs> take anything that belongs from the Florida Highway Department safety people, I guess DOT or whoever owns it, uh, whoever mm. owns it. I mean, I, yeah, it's definitely not a good idea to take a light pole because when you go to those recycling places, they want like proof of ownership of, you know, when you're coming in with like, you know, tons of like scrap metal or like stuff that's really worth money. You know, you ever heard the stories that people like steal air conditioning condensers? Yeah. And uh, because apparently there's a lot of copper, copper in it, or even copper, you know, spools of copper. You know, they they yeah. want proof of ownership because they'll do a background check and they'll arrest your ass if you don't uh, come up with that because they're, you're trying to cash in for something that's like potentially stolen property. So this that's this pitch it is crazy. So the picture I'm looking at the picture now. It's a picture of Toyota Camry. It looks like a 1997, 1998, and you know when those poles those light poles that you see on the interstate like a 40 foot pole strap to the roof so you have this thing hanging off the front end of the camry and the rear end of the camry this is like much longer but how do you like how do you safely drive with that thing on your roof you, you ever, i don't know what he was thinking because uh you got the people in front of you and in back of you how do you gauge that like, <laughs> that's crazy yeah. What was he thinking? No, well, he's thinking about cashing it in. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's oh. thinking about the money. How much you think he would have got if they would have? Oh. I have no clue. But yeah, I mean, why would, 
I don't know what, I don't know. I'm just flabbergasted that somebody would even have the gall. You know, I mean, if it's a pile of, you know, soda cans and all that stuff, great. Clean up the highway and take it over to a recycling facility. But yeah, I don't think uh, anybody owns a 40-foot light pole unless it was on their property and they just knocked it over and uh, <laughs> turned it in for cash. But you have documentation that was yours. But yeah, so this guy got busted for that. <laughs> so AJ, you got a dog, right? Yep, I got a dog. It's LaBeast. You know that you met LaBeast before. Little Noki, right? So, Little Noki, oh, yep. Let me ask you a question. What would you do if you were in just hanging out, you know, by a lake or something like that, and an alligator came and snatched Little Noki and took Noki into the water? What would you do? I would, you know, if it was like my child and my dog, I would definitely go after it. I would definitely go right. after it. Uh, I mean, I'd be scared crapless, but <laughs> yes, I, I would go after it because it's, you know, Noki's part of it, or LaBeast, as everybody knows on the show, is part of the family. Well, you're not the only one, bro. In Florida, I think by Fort Myers, there's a dog that was snatched by an alligator. The owner jumps in. Not only does the owner jump and he defeats the alligator, gets the dog back. I guess the dog leaves with like minor punk, like one puncture wound. And the dog lives, bro. Like that was literally crazy, man. We have a video from a news channel. What we're going to do is we're going to check this video out, man. It's, it's pretty graphic, but um, guy, at the end of the day, good guy wins. <laughs> oh, that's good. This came out of KHOU11. This was down in Estero, Florida. So uh, Estero is outside uh, the Fort Myers, Naples, Naples area. So it's out in the middle of the woods. And uh, this video here, it's about two minutes long, but it's, you know, a, a good happy ending. So let's, here we go. Happy ending. This is the moment Richard Wilbanks wrestles an alligator to save his dog's life. He just came out like a missile. The sound of his puppy's cries are too upsetting, so we're not sharing it. They're like children to us. Wilbanks pried open the gator's mouth and saved his dog, Gunner. He had one little puncture wound. My hands were just chewed up. Even after being dragged underwater in the jaws of a gator, Gunner is doing just fine. I was able to save Gunner's life. But how did this terrifying encounter get recorded the answer a partnership between the florida wildlife federation and the f-stop foundation the video was was jarring meredith budd is the regional policy director at the florida wildlife federation they typically capture videos of things like deer or bobcats not this and it's all part of a campaign called sharing the landscape we live on a shared landscape we don't just want to tolerate wildlife but rather we want to thrive with wildlife on a shared landscape. Their goal is to help people appreciate and understand the wildlife they live near and by doing so help reduce the conflicts that can sometimes happen between people and nature. It gives us a new appreciation. We do need to be aware they are wild animals. Uh, they're not here for our benefit. We're very lucky to share the space with them. Gunner's now a little hesitant getting near the water, but because Wilbanks calls this a learning experience, he's keeping Gunner away from the water now and always on a leash. Keep your guard up. Enjoy, but don't get too close. That is unbelievable. Uh, for those, uh, the, the, the video, I don't know if you heard it back down your end, but the video uh, only goes to the left channel. So it's uh, not your podcast. It's not me. It's just the uh, video of the uh, the lady from the wildlife office. Uh, they interviewed her. Gunner so. almost was a goner, man. Uh, exactly. I mean, it's pretty uh, intense. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
It's, it's like, you know, having an animal is like having a kid, another kid, basically. <laughs> but yeah, you treat it like a kid and uh, thank goodness little Gunner is, uh, you know, happy and healthy. That's awesome. Another feel good what story. Would, what would you have done? Oh, I, I guess I would do the same thing too. I mean, I mean, we have an alligator that pops in. I mean, this one here, well, the, the alligator that was this, that was uh, on the dog, it was looked like more of a baby alligator. It wasn't like a 10 foot or like, it was like no more than like three feet. So, you know, you have to like also assess the situation too, because if that gator gets a hold of you and you're going to be dead too. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. If it's a small one like this one, little Gunner uh, was a small little dog and uh, Gunner uh, got chewed up by a small little two, you know, two foot alligator. Yeah, absolutely. But honestly, I mean, if it's my kids, I guess uh, the parent in me will come out. But, uh, you know, got to live the moment, I guess. Well, I mean, what would you do, Bax? My dog? I don't know, roll it. Well, let me get my dog first and see how we connect. <laughs> <laughs> Until you realize you got to walk the dog in the middle of a hurricane and all that. <laughs> yeah, I got to get my dog first. But like the dogs that I'm trying to get, most likely I'm going to jump in there too. I'm trying to get one of those French bulldogs. They're like five thousand dollar dogs. So, you know what? If I if I'm um, if I had to get to grab him, I might have to save him too. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> you know, some people do spend a lot of money for their dogs, and uh, they actually there was a story out there. I don't have that story in front of me, but I was listening to another radio show and they were talking about people shaming dog owners for buying their dogs or cats or whichever, but it's more commonly from, you know, if you want a specific breed, you know, they actually go to the actual breeder and, you know, if, uh, get a, you know, Labrador or Boxer or whatever, you know, dog that you like. And people are willing to pay like top dollar versus, uh, you know, going to our own animal rescue and, uh, you know, adopting a dog. So, I mean, there, there's people out there, backs just a heads up. So if you spend that kind of money on the dog, you're going to, you know, just try to keep it hush-hush and, like, not, you know, not get involved in uh, people uh, dog-shaming you because you didn't go to an uh, animal shelter. So let's uh, – <laughs> but they're, they're, there's a group of people out there. They're, they'll dog-shame you. That's the terminology they were talking about. I don't have a news article or anything on it, but – We'll dog-shame you because some people don't even like uh, uh, puppy stores anyways. They call them puppy mills. Puppy mills, yeah. They, they rather you get it from a breeder, you know, people that got them in the house and they're not, they're not like in jail, you know, but not understand that. Like when you love animals and stuff like that, like yeah. puppies are in cages for a while, you know, up until they get sold. Hopefully they get sold to a good family, but I'm trying to find the cheapest my buck because like French Bulldogs are so popular right now. It's like they're like five to $6,000, some $10,000. But there are a few breeders that you could get them for twenty five hundred when they used to be about about twenty five hundred. So if I could find one, or if there's anybody out, any one of our listeners that wants to donate um, to Bax a Billion, a French Bulldog, <laughs> you know, I'll be more than uh, happy to take one from you guys, preferably a guy, <laughs> boy dog, huh? Yeah, boy, definitely. Boy you know, I was doing a certification for uh, my my uh, my company many years ago, and it just happened to be. It just happened to be next to a um, uh, puppy mill type, you know, pet shop. And uh, it was a week long class I had to take. And uh, apparently they used to get deliveries like every like Tuesday or Wednesday, according to the instructor. And these people, these group of people stand outside and wait for the delivery truck to deliver all these puppies. I, I, I don't, I personally didn't see it, but he was describing, you get a ton of like a following, 
you know, like harassing the delivery driver, you know, for bringing these puppies to uh, to the uh, actual puppy store. And it's just, it's, it's sad. I mean, really, do you have better things to do than follow a delivery truck to uh, make the guy's got to do his job? I mean, he's hired by whoever to bring these puppies to this, this particular store that the, uh, my instructor was telling us, but yeah, it gets sometimes pretty intense. People actually get loud and and scream and sometimes interrupt the class. That's how riled, you know, riled up people get. So I guess, uh, you know, I don't know. People just want to, promote for adoption versus spending a lot of money for dogs. A friend of mine has paid an awful lot of money for her cute little dog. And, uh, it's just, you know, uh, we, you know, La Beast or Noki, we, we adopted him. He was a rescue. So, uh, I feel did good. You, where did you rescue him from? Maybe I'll call and see if they got any, um, well, it was, it was through a private person. Um, you know, my wife knew somebody who she worked with many years ago and, uh, you know, she posted on Facebook, oh, my dog had puppies and uh, anybody interested and and that was the rest was history. So, uh, you know, I didn't want a dog, to be honest with you. I really didn't want a dog. I wanted to, uh, you know, we, we kept it, you know, we kept the dog free home for many years. And for years, my wife was like, oh, let's get a dog. Let's get a dog. I was like, no, don't want a dog. Well, the reason I'm not saying I don't love dogs, I just don't want the extra care or another mouth or medical or take it to the vet, you know, all that stuff. Because I hear the horror stories, besides having a love for a dog, I hear the horror stories that people says, oh, yeah, I had to put my dog down. He got, you know, he had a broken leg and, you know, the vet bill was like $5,000 or something crazy. I was like, all I'm thinking about is dollar signs in my head at this point. It's like, man, that'd be some major hit if I have to bring my dog to the vet. And going to the vet is not cheap. But they do have doggy insurance out there. So I looked into that. I did look into that. And the plan that I'm on was more of a preventive. But my dog uh, got sick a couple weeks ago. He must have ate something. And, you know, he was doing uh, doggy pies, very loose doggy pies. And uh, we took him to the vet. And (laughs) apparently he... uh, it was the medication and the uh, the examination was not covered on the plan that I had, so we had to pay a couple hundred bucks out of pocket to uh, send the dog to the vet. But I'm going to look into something different, you know, sort of like a health insurance for dogs, and th- there is out there, so I'll, I'll look into that. But I don't know; it's just uh, very, very. Uh, we got some good health insurance. I, I think Nationwide got one for like fifty dollars a month, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's nationwide, and I think they, uh, you know, you pay a little bit of a copay, so it might be something worth looking into, because I just want that peace of mind, you know, I don't want to get, you know, I mean, you never know, we'll have another uh, shutdown, and we lose our jobs, and, you know, money is tight, and next thing you know, my poor dog, you know, you know, jumped out of uh, a bed and broke his leg, you know, it's like, oh, great, you know, how, how do you, you know, I, I'd rather pay the $50 a month than, uh, you know, get a three $4,000 bill at the vet's office. Definitely recommend that. But getting back to the original story, uh, how I was convinced, convinced to get a dog was uh, my wife was like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, her friend, uh, I'm going to call Susie. Susie says uh, she's, uh, you know, wants us to adopt a dog. And I was like, no, we're not getting a dog, not getting a dog. (laughs) And finally, I was like, all right, let me get a dog. I'll just do it to appease the kids and the wife and all that stuff. And I said to my wife, I says, the only way we're getting a dog is I want nothing to do with the dog. I want nothing to do with it. I don't want to walk it. I don't want to feed it. I don't want to take it to the vets and all that stuff. And everybody was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no problem. We'll walk the dog and all that stuff. Well, that didn't last very long. (laughs) That did not last very long. 
I end up well, sometimes walking the dog. I end up feeding the dog. I end up giving the dog a bath. <laughs> so my, my case in point did not win with the family uh, about me not taking care of the dog, but I take care of the dog. I grant you, everybody else takes care of the dog in the house. But, but my kids, uh, it's, it, it's a struggle, you know, like, oh, time to walk the dog. Oh, yeah, Samantha walked him last time. I don't care who walked the dog last. The dog, bottom line, the dog needs to be walked now. So, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a big old family affair. But I do have to say, my lovely wife, who's been on the show a few times, remember that tropical storm we had a number of weeks ago? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, it was kind of cool. I like having storms. I had to sit out during, um, <laughs> during the pool. I felt like I was on like a board somewhere on a ship somewhere, like, <laughs> like in the ocean. <laughs> so, so during that storm, it, it was like raining out really, really hard. And I was like, the kids didn't walk the dog. The kids already are in bed. And my wife is already in bed. And I was like, somebody needs to walk this dog. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, babe, you got to walk the dog. The kids are already asleep. No, I'm not getting out of this bed. I was like, you need to get out of this bed. You said you'll walk the dog. Well, then you walk the dog. You're the one standing. Guess who lost that battle? Who did? I lost the battle. And guess what? I was out there in the pouring rain while the dog is doing his number ones and number twos. But fortunately, my dog does his business quickly. I'm not out there for a half hour waiting for a number two to pop out. <laughs> so did you, not, did you, did you pick it up right then and there or did you wait? <laughs> no, no, I, I, we have the little doggy bags that's tied to the leash. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like little tiny uh, plastic bags that's a uh, little, little canister on the leash itself. Just grab it. And fortunately my dog does number two in the street, which is great because I don't have to worry about, you know, picking up in the grass and getting squished and, you know, and all that stuff. My dog does, it's amazing. I don't know. I must've trained it that way. I don't know. But uh, when we got the dog, I was like, all right, go potty, go potty, go potty. And he does his number twos in the streets and number ones in the grass and bada bing, he's all done. I don't worry about wet paws and all that stuff. And uh, he, he does his business. I mean, it was raining out. He got wet anyways, but yeah, that's what we've been doing. He's been going in the street, pick it up, throw it in the garbage, and that was my end of my night. But I did not win that battle with my wife. She, she was not having it. She was not getting out of bed. Oh, man. That's, well, you got to do what you got to do, bro. Like, I, I didn't even, I, I'm, I'm surprised your dog wanted to even go go to the bathroom the way that the rain it was raining crazy well, like that. Well, he... Like, I, I would have held it if I was a puppy. I'm like, listen, listen. Yeah, unfortunately, the dog doesn't know, you know, the difference. You know, how long this rain's gonna go? I guess if he's got to go, he's gonna he's going to go. You know, fortunately, my whole house is wood floors, so you know it's easy to clean up. But still, I, I don't want that scent. You know, like telling my dog to, hey, this is a great idea. Let's do this next time. You know, so. But fortunately, will, there's, he, will he use it on a um, pee pad? Uh, we don't have. We never got pee pads. We originally got pee pads when he first moved in, like two weeks after, and then he caught mm -hmm. on. He, I do have to say, my dog took a very short amount of time to get house trained. I was very impressed. Wow. So I, I lucked out like that. Our friend of ours, you know, this is the one that purchased the dog. Well, mm -hmm. the dog gets excited, and uh, yeah, let me just put it away. Your sneaker gets wet. <laughs> when you walk into her house, the dog is real excited and jumping and all that stuff, and your sneakers all sopping wet. So I do have to say that. So you know, I guess it's different for every type of dog. That's cool. So when you <clears throat> when you get a dog, this is what you got to face. So remember, it's gonna it's not gonna be just packs of billions. Uh, you know, not gonna take care of the dog. It's everybody in the household is gonna be taking care of the dog, and pre be prepared of everybody fighting over the dog. Not fighting over the dog, like. 
It's your turn to walk the dog. Oh, I walked him before. Just, just be prepared that you can have that argument. And unfortunately, your kid's a little bit older. Hopefully, you don't get that. I mean, mine are still young. So, you know, of course, they, they won't go out there when it's, you know, raining and all that good stuff. Well, that's part of a school, um, not school ownership, <laughs> dog ownership. Can't wait, bro. I'm just waiting for the the proper dog and the right dog is to fall in our lap, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, put it on Facebook out there. Just looking for a dog and looking for, you know, such and such type of dog. And, you know, please contact me or use the word adopt. You know, it's this way, you know, you're not uh, getting all these breeders contacting you. At least you go narrow down. You know, because there's people out there that have, you know, you know, dog litter puppies and all that stuff. They're looking to get rid of the dog. You're well, not ready to get rid of, but you know, homing the dog is, I guess it's the right wording. So, so I was out shopping the other day. Okay. And I don't know why, but everybody's been to a Walmart. You've been to a Walmart packs lately. I'm sure you have, right? Of course. Okay. So That's where I go. I was just at Walmart yesterday. Okay. Well, th- there you go. So uh, you were at Walmart yesterday. I don't know what it is in your store, but I think it was kind of stupid for my local Walmart to rearrange the store. So for years, I've been used to going into the Walmart, knowing where the light bulbs are. I had to get light bulbs and or where everything else was, like the, the chips for the kids or the pretzels or XYZ or whatever, whatever was on my list. I got to know where everything is over time. So I walk into my local Walmart not too long ago. It was like about a week or two ago. And mm-hmm. everything in the store, except for the produce section and the deli and the meats, everything else on the shelves was rearranged in the store. Why the wow. hell do they have to do that during a pep? Uh, um, during a, a <laughs> I, I'm, don't mind me, I'm just tired. Epidemic. Yeah, pet, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly that word. <laughs> during that, you know, you just want people to go in and out of the store so quickly. Why in the world they had to rearrange the store and I have to sit there and find, walk in, up and down every single aisle and find my items? I mean, I had to ask people like, where is this? Where is that? Where is the mayonnaise? Where is the mustard? Where, where are the salad dressing or where are the croutons or whatever? Everything, the kids' snacks, um, paper towels, even they move cleaning supplies. It's like everything that I knew where everything was a trip into Walmart should have taken no more than 20 minutes. I was there almost 45, 50 minutes because they've rearranged everything. Have you worked in a store, Bax? Ever worked in a retail environment? Uh, man, I, when I was a teenager, I worked in Marshalls for a little bit. Okay. I got fired from Marshalls. <laughs> you got fired. Uh, well, let's dive into that. What happened? Oh, uh, man, you really want to know, bro? So I was at Marshalls, bro. I was a teenager. I don't know why, bro. Like, I don't know why I did this, man. I was, I, like, I was a difficult kid, man. Like, but I was stealing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you were stealing? The, yeah, so did you get? Bro, they walked me. They walked me out in handcuffs, man. It was the most embarrassing thing I ever, that ever happened to me in my life. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I was like 16 years old. That was like my first job, bro. Oh man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I did it, bro. Like it was the dumbest thing. You know what I'm saying? But you got to learn, you know, and, and I'm honest, you know, I, I like I had a friend come in like that I went to high school with. So he comes in, you know, I, that's my boy. I just want to give him the hookup and stuff like that. So I, um, I didn't even have to do this. This was like, um, so I, um, 
you know, I, he comes through my line and he uh, swipes, he gums up with a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I, I swipe, I think I like swipe like the cheapest thing. Everything else I fake swipe like I'm really going to swipe it, but I don't swipe it. And I just put everything in the bag and, and charge him for the cheapest thing. He just walks out like nothing happened. I give him his receipt. Nothing happened. Next thing I know, I see him coming back in the store with the quality. <laughs> with, I mean, with the uh, loss prevention uh, security guy. He's walking back in. Then they come and get me. Uh, take us back to the law prevention office. I'm like, oh, man, here we go. They call the, they call the police. Oh, take us man. to jail. I lost my job. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Yeah, it was crazy, bro. I was just, yeah, I was, I was wild, man. <laughs> so what was the outcome with it? Did they, uh, they, they did arrest you and what was the charges or what would they end up doing? Yeah, I was a teenager, bro. Like, so they ended up, you know, I think I had to do like a little bit of probation. I mean, uh, community service, they threw it away and they threw it out. And then, um, I couldn't go back into Marshall's again. They banned you, huh? <laughs> Yeah, they banned me. You can't go to Marshalls <laughs> now? Marshall's Are like, you still in there? To go get, I went in to go get my last check. I was embarrassed, but I was about to go get that check, though. I was not about to. <laughs> Wait, did you you end up getting the check? You walked in there and got the check? Oh, I walked in there, yeah. I went and got my check. Oh, the manager, man. The manager, Gus, was like, he looked at me like he was just so disappointed in me. Like, why would you do that? Never come back again. You can never come step foot on Marshalls again. <laughs> like, oh man, it was an embarrassing moment, man. All right, Bax, you're in your 30s right now. Uh, can you can you go into a Marshalls now? Did that uh, expire, or is that lifetime banment? Yeah, I go to Marshalls all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been a good uh, show stunt. I could get you on the cell phone and uh, walk into a Marshalls, see if they try to arrest you. Right now we good. I'm, listen, I'm staying far away from the police as I can, bro. <laughs> like those are my younger days. I got I got that all on my system, brother. Okay, well, good, good. Well, you, you, your aunt was a lawyer, so uh, uh, Felicia Davis, the honorable yeah. Felicia Davis, right? Honorable. She was a, I think she was a lawyer back then. I think, I believe, but I didn't. She, I didn't appoint her as a lawyer. I, I got one of my friends who I went and <laughs> that I went to uh, a military school with. It was her father. Okay. And Mr. Tisdale, and he did all my uh, did everything for me. When it came to court and everything, he was a good lawyer. So I nice. just, just <laughs> want to did that. So as you know, getting back to what I was just talking about a few minutes ago, talked about um, uh, the tropical storm that we had. It was ETA, 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 whatever the hell they call it, or the, the Greek alphabet uh, storm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we all know Tom Brady is here in Tampa. He plays mm -hmm. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Mm -hmm. So according to TMZ Sports, Tom Brady had his first experience with a tropical storm in Florida. I don't know if he did ever had anything up there. So he, so this came out of TMZ uh, Sports. Tom Brady is new to Florida. So how did the GOAT, G-O-A-T, handle the uh, huge storm? Here's a hint. He didn't secure his jet skis. So he, wow. he, we all know he lives over at the uh, Derek Jeter's big old twenty million dollar. No, actually, it's more than that. It's on the, it's on the market for I think twenty seven million dollars. For those who want to see where Tom Brady lives, I'm not going to give out the address, but just Google Tom Brady Derek Jeter, Jeter uh, mansion, and it's all it's on the market. And uh, so the, he he lives there. 
But uh, he's, it's, the house is up for sale, so Jeter is selling it. So anyway, he says, uh, Brady met with the media on uh, Thursday afternoon when this story was written. Uh, he asked how he dealt with the tropical storm Eda, Eda, ETA, I'll just call it ETA, which slammed up to Tampa Bay early this uh, past week. It was a couple weeks ago, by the way, everybody. The hurricane that was a trip last night for me, Brady says. Okay, so I have a little video here. Okay, I'll just play the video. How about that? Hurricane, that was a trip last night for me, the storm, and we, I had a dock, it broke, floated away, I had these jet skis on, I saw those things sitting out in the middle of the bay, and I was going, wow, that's pretty surreal, and I just was kind of laughing, like, well, you know, you get the jet skis back, a lot of people are dealing with a lot worse than that, so, um, but just waking up and seeing kind of what happened to the yard, it got pretty messed up, and uh, be really nervous if a big one hit, so, um, it happened pretty quick. I thought you had time to prepare for these things, but apparently you don't. They're just kind of on you, and then you just got to deal with it. So we pushed the schedule back today. Fortunately, everyone made it in safe and sound, and a uh, good lesson learned from someone who's been in the Northeast for a long time. Are the jet skis uh, still out in the bay? Have they been retrieved? We got fixed, yeah. We, we dragged them back. They were about 300 yards away at someone else's house, and I got a bunch of messages from people that were like, hey, man, are your jet skis? You know, they floated down, and... Uh, found their way into someone else's uh dock they got lodged so i was very lucky but um so they got lodged underneath you know how these floating docks you know they go up and down up and down up and down or whatever it was and the jet ski got lodged i wonder what kind of damage it was i'm sure it's not it was all scratched up but you think you think somebody like derek jeter would say Hey, Tom, you may want to uh, hunker down. This is what goes on. You need to strap this down or whoever works there. I mean, there's got to be a caretaker that takes care of that property, you think? Somebody got to get shit gave them the game, man. Like, this is Florida, bro. You got to move a certain type of way. You got to get ready. Yeah, board exactly. Those, board those windows up. But Dusty, we're living on that water, bro. I know it's crazy. Uh, yeah, but he said in the, uh, the, uh, the news clip here, he said, the storms creep up on you. I, I I don't know about you, but I knew about the storm for at least what a week and a half before, before. So you do have time to uh, prepare. So uh, Tom, welcome to Tampa. But yes, just watch the news and watch the weather reports because they do give you enough time. They can't pinpoint where the storm's going, but they'll give you enough time to do all you prepare and make sure you have your water and flashlight and batteries. I'm sure in the mansion. Next time, man. Like my thing is. Everybody know where he lives. Everybody know the area where he lives. Like, is it 24-7 protection or nobody cares? Or, like, how does that work? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be a caretaker on that property because there's no way in the world uh, Tom Brady and Giselle take care of that house on their own. So I'm sure they have somebody. I don't know. Somebody just missed the boat. I wonder if it's his jet skis or maybe it's uh, Derek Jeter's and he's letting him use it in, in part of the rental. I don't know. You're but saying, like, you're saying like a caretaker. I'm pretty sure there's a caretaker because they don't do it there. They don't. I'm pretty sure he doesn't do his own maintenance and his own gardening. But what about security? That's what I want to know about. Like, uh, I'm sure there is. I mean, the, the house is, uh, you know, it does have a big, huge iron gate out front. And I'm sure, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's, I don't really don't know. Makes you wonder because he, there's a lot of wackos out there that want to uh, meet Tom Brady and hang out at his house. But I know his house in yeah. the Northeast was on the market for a very short time, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, I think it had an iron gate out front, so I'm sure it's. Uh, I don't know what what what's what is it like to be Tom Brady? I mean, seriously, you probably have all these people knocking on your door or driving by or checking up, you know, with binoculars across the way. I mean, 
you know, you can't you can't see uh, Jeter's house from the road. So, but it's kind of hard because they got the the you know the wall out there and the iron gate. But you could still see in. Definitely something for him to uh, follow up on and get a tear, somebody to coach him through. So. But anyway, Bax, we, as always, as always, I have a ton of material for this show. We can't even break, break the ice, break the ice and get everything in. So we're just going to have to shut down the show. And guess what? We'll have to save it for another episode. So yeah, definitely. All right. So we're our episode with 22, I said 22 Bax. Yes, sir. 22. So thanks for joining us. I know uh, the audio is not typically what it sounds like. I mean, we're practicing social distancing right now. Back's going to make it here to our studio location. So we're just using the uh, software that we have to connect them in. And it uh, wasn't too bad. You broke up a couple times. So any okay. final words, Bax? Any final words? No final words, man. You guys be safe out there. Happy holidays eat some turkey for me yes <laughs> well you know we'll, we'll save some turkey for you we'll just uh definitely uh turkey should be just about bad by now because thanksgiving yeah. was last week and uh yeah they say you can't keep turkey very long in the refrigerator so but either way if you do eat the turkey that's left over make sure it's a couple days after thanksgiving and throw away the turkey we don't want you to get sick <laughs> get food poisoning yeah. All right, everybody, have a great week, and we'll catch you on the next episode.